God has plans to prosper you, give you hope and a future too. So let me remind you of what you have the power to do. You can win, live your dreams, reach your goals, be happy, you can make it. Get motivated with Cassandra listening to the Cassandra Mack podcast where we maximize success and de-stress from the mess through a biblical lens. Be sure to hang out until the end. I have a prayer that I'm going to pray just for you. When you get a moment, stop by the website, CassandraMackMinistries.com. Check out our books, our inspirational mugs, hoodies, t-shirts, all designed to inspire you to live your blessed life. If this is your birthday month, happy birthday to all the November babies. Where are you listening to this podcast from? What part of the world? Let me know. How are we connected? And thank you, thank you, thank you. A big thank you to those of you who support this ministry with your financial offerings. We could not do what we do without your consistent giving and your generosity. Today's podcast is being sponsored by my Simple Prayers for the Holidays book. This is a book that takes into consideration that people experience the holidays in all kinds of ways. And there are prayers to help us. There are prayers for Thanksgiving, prayers for Christmas, prayers for New Year's Eve, prayers when you're feeling sad and lonely, prayers when you're feeling stressed, prayers when you're estranged from your family. And uh, the book is available at Amazon. So we're continuing our talk on four healthy and biblical ways to cope with difficult relatives during the holidays. Today is part two. Last week we did part one. So in part one, we talked about adjusting your boundaries. That was the first way that you can cope with difficult relatives. So today is all about the boundaries. We're talking about setting your boundaries, but not just setting boundaries, setting your boundaries ahead of time. That's the operative words, ahead of time. So the scripture that we're going to use comes from Matthew 5, verse 37. And it says, simply let your yes be yes and your no be no. Anything more comes from the evil one. And so this lets you know that as a believer, you are allowed to have boundaries. You are allowed to have boundaries. And it is important to let your yes be yes and your no be no, to be very clear about you know, what your limitations are, about what you can and can't do, about what you will and will not tolerate. You are allowed to protect your peace, to prioritize your peace. You're allowed to do these things. And so the scripture is very clear. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. And then it goes on to say anything more comes from the evil one. The reason why anything more comes from the evil one is because when we don't have boundaries, when we say yes to things that we really need to say no to, what happens is over time, it can make us feel resentful. 
we start to resent the very person we said yes to because it was something we should have said no. It was something we should have nipped in the bud early on. And when we are not true to ourselves, when we do not follow uh, how the Holy Spirit is leading us in terms of using our, our resource of time, uh, we can become so overextended that we're not even focused on purpose and destiny and we're living to please man rather than living to please God. Because when we say yes to things we need to be saying no to, it steers us in the direction of being a people pleaser rather than a God pleaser, living to please God. So be very clear. And if you find that you say yes very quickly without thinking about it, then perhaps you want to begin to just pause and say, you know what, let me get back to you on that. Let me pray about it. Let me pray about it. And if you're dealing with a believer who gets an attitude because you're saying, let you pray, why you need to pray about it? You just can't tell me right now. And they're a believer as well. Then you already know that you're dealing with a spirit of manipulation because they should not have an adverse reaction to you wanting to pray before you commit your time to something, right? Before you do the thing they're asking you to do, whatever that thing may be. The Bible tells us, teach us to number our days, so that we may apply our hearts to wisdom. So we're supposed to be wise stewards over our precious resource, over our precious gift of limited time. Contrary to popular belief, you do not have all the time in the world. None of us do. There is one day that we are going to give up this body. And so be very clear about that. So with that out of the way, you want to set your boundaries ahead of time. This is going to save you a lot of headaches. Because what happens is for a lot of people, when they're dealing with a very difficult family member, be it a narcissistic family member, a family member who's pushy and doesn't respect boundaries, it can be an in-law, whoever the family member is, and they don't really know um, how to not only say no, but how to set a boundary, right? What happens is they are caught off guard. They feel pressured in the moment. And because they're feeling very pressured in the moment and they don't know what to do, they end up overcommitting, overextending themselves. And in reality, there's only one of you to go around or they end up exploding because they're angry because it's been building up. But if you set boundaries from the gate, from the get-go, you are better able to minimize a whole lot of the stress. So when you're dealing with a particular toxic family member and you know who that family member is, whether they are on the most extreme side of difficulty, which is toxic, or whether they're just a little difficult to get along with, you know your family, right? And so when you're dealing with your family member, those family members that come to mind as you're listening to this podcast during the holidays, you got to go into the holiday event with a plan. So what is your plan? What is your boundary plan? See, many people are of the mindset that if things go south, then they'll deal with it as the issue arises. But that's not very smart. And as believers, we are called to be sound-minded. We are called to be vigilant. We are called to not give the enemy a foothold. And sometimes one of the ways that we give the enemy a foothold is we don't have boundaries. And then when we react, we're reacting from a triggered place, an angry place, a built-up place, a resentful place. And that is our own doing because we gave the enemy a foothold by not letting our yes be yes and our no be no and ahead of time. Remember, you're an adult. So this means that you have dealt with your adult family members uh, for a significant enough time to be able to gauge you know, how they're going to behave. You've had experience with this. This is nothing new to you. And so it is a recipe for disaster 
to not have a plan when you're dealing with a difficult family member, whether it's narcissism, manipulation, whatever the difficulty is, you need to have a plan because without a plan, you're going into the situation without a sense of security and safety that will help you prioritize your peace, protect your integrity, and show up in a way that is reflective of who God is growing you to be. You don't want to go back to what you left behind, right? And this will allow you to feel more comfortable in a situation, even when a person is trying to get at you, trying to trigger you, trying to provoke you, because you have a boundary plan. So your boundary plan can be as simple as saying, if my cousin uh, begins to poke fun at me about, and you can insert the thing that the cousin or family member pokes uh, fun about, then I will let her know in an assertive, not aggressive way, in, in an assertive way that I don't appreciate her speaking to me this way. And if she continues, minimizes, dismisses, then I may decide to leave. I may decide to move to another part of the room if I don't want to leave and talk to another family member. I will excuse myself. But you need to have the family, uh, you need to have the boundary plan. I'm sorry for that family member. Because if you just sit there and tolerate it and they keep saying things to poke at you, they may trigger you to the point where you're screaming and yelling because it's built up. Because it's like the third family function that this has happened. As opposed to having a plan that I know my cousin well enough, my sister-in-law, my brother, whoever the family member is, my mother, father, uncle, I know them well enough. I've had enough experience. This has happened to me on three different occasions at other family gatherings. So I already know that this is likely to occur, right? You're not predicting the future. You're gauging the situation. So this is likely. doesn't mean it's going to definitely occur. You may be pleasantly surprised. But if it does occur... You are prepared. It's kind of like your emergency preparedness kit, right? In the event of an emergency or if you have a first aid kit, right? The reason you have a first aid kit is in the event you need first aid. Now, you may not need that kit. It may just be sitting in your uh, cabinet. But in the event that you need a Band-Aid, that you need uh, peroxide or whatever you have in your kit, you have everything ready in the event that it is needed and if it is not needed that's just an extra blessing that's gravy on the rice that's icing on the cake and so you may not need to enact your boundary plan but at least by having one it gives you the confidence to be able to know that you are well able to deal with what comes your way you are a child of the most high god and through Christ, you can do all things because Christ strengthens you. So keep these things in mind, okay? So if your brother gets disrespectful, you might go to the other room and excuse yourself. So your plan can be as simple as that. You have options. A plan doesn't have to be uh, something extravagant. It can just be enough of a framework, right? And it's a framework because you may adjust it as needed to give you an idea of what you're going to possibly do if you feel like that particular family member is starting to become disrespectful and you know that you do not want to sit there and tolerate that. 
So have your boundary plan. Now, for you to have your boundary plan, you got to know what your boundaries are. And so you might want to get pen and paper and just write down, you know, what are my boundaries as it relates to my family? What are some of the things that people might say or do that, you know, can rub me the wrong way? And what is my plan for responding, not reacting, should this thing happen? See, when you react, you're just going off raw emotion. But when you respond, you're choosing who you want to be in that moment, how you want to show up, and whether or not you want to give that family member the power, the power to trigger you. And so you get to decide who you want to be in that moment, right? And so having that plan is going to help you. And remember, it is your responsibility to stick to the plan because you may have a family member that may decide to still try to come at you, but you can choose to get up and leave. You've got issues. You could choose to not go at all. And do understand that you will have family members that will be upset with you. People will be upset with your boundaries. That is not your problem, nor is that your issue. You have a right to prioritize your peace. You have a right to protect your integrity. You have a right to prioritize your mental and your emotional well-being. You have a right to guard your heart. In fact, you are supposed to guard your heart. So you have a right to do these things. So that is tip number two. Really begin thinking about your boundaries. What are the things that uh, that particular family member who comes to mind say and do that really disturbs your peace? And have a plan for how you were going to behave like a child of God when that happens. See, sometimes the deepest healing comes from having boundaries. Sometimes the deepest healing comes from knowing when to shake the dust off your feet. Sometimes the deepest healing comes from knowing when to come out from among them, whoever your them is. And so with that being said, you have some tools. So now you have two specific tactics, one from last week, one from this week, to begin to think about what you're going to do concerning that difficult family member around the holidays and what your boundary plan is. So if you would like to dive deeper into topics like this, I would encourage you to become a member of the Cassandra Mack YouTube channel at the second tier or higher so you can have access to the Wednesday Wellness Club. The Wednesday Wellness Club meets the first and third Wednesday of every month by telephone conference call, and we focus on mental health through a biblical lens. We focus on emotional healing, emotional self-care, emotional mastery through a biblical lens. And it is an opportunity to connect and interact with other like-minded people. You're not just interacting with me, but there are other people who are part of the club who are going through many of the same things that you were going through. It helps to know that you are not alone when you hear the issues, the stories. So I would encourage you to do that. And it is cheaper than therapy, and it is very therapeutic. And by cheaper, I mean cost-effective, not low-grade. So... I would also encourage you to pick up the book, Simple Prayers for the Holidays, because the book offers you prayers for all kinds of uh, emotions that we experience, for different scenarios that we go through. For some people, the holidays, and I'm, I'm including all of them uh, during this time of year, from Thanksgiving to Christmas to New Year's. So for some people, the holidays, you know, bring forth feelings of joy. But for some, it's very stressful, and it can bring forth feelings of sadness and this book takes that into consideration and offers prayers for the myriad of ways that we experience uh, the holidays around this time. 
And so that book is available at Amazon. And if you have not picked up my song yet, I have a new inspirational song. It is called Grateful, Thankful, and Blessed. And it is a reminder to count our blessings rather than solely focusing on our problems. And it'll lift your spirit. It will encourage you. Uh, the feedback that we have been getting from people who got the song is that they play it for the whole household, that they start their mornings with it. The children get up and look forward. Some people made up grateful, thankful, and blessed dances. They got old dances to the song to really lift their spirit and start their day. There's so much negativity and chaos going on in this world that we need as many positive influences as possible you know to keep our head in the game to stay forward to press forward towards the calling and so with that being said again i want to thank you and if our ministry is a blessing to you please give a financial offering every bit helps uh, because of your giving during the month of october you have enabled us to give to others we were able to give a cash app award to an individual uh, from the Marshall Islands in Oceana. If you would like to see that video, it is up on the YouTube channel. Uh, and it is also uh, on the Cassandra Mac Ministries website uh, under Ministry of Helps. You would click on the Ministry tab, and then from there, click on the link that says Ministry of Helps. So that was because of your giving in October. You also enabled us to give away copies of my book, Faith Notes, and uh, the pink inspirational mugs we gave those away every sunday in october to cancer survivors as well as cancer supporters and that was because of your giving and so your giving helps to go a long way and during the month of november uh, we're going to be giving away a cash app award it's the grateful thankful and blessed cash app award and so your giving helps us to be the hands and feet of Christ and helps us to meet real tangible needs. So with that being said, let's make sure that we pray. Dear Father God, in the name of Jesus, help us to set better boundaries. Help us to do what your word says in Matthew 5 and 37, to let our yes be yes and our no be no. Help us to be more prayerful before we say yes and no to certain things. Help us to pray about it so that we can be led by you. We seal this prayer in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Be blessed. Let's do our best to be a blessing wherever we're planted.